All right, there's my virtual friend. What's up, buddy? Hi, Jim. Where, look at you. You're in a hotel. Hi, Jim's can, plants. Hey, you're only getting to see the alive ones. I've positioned myself in front of the ones that are dying behind me. Do you see this bad boy? Look at this. Your plants my look so... You can see that oh, that, that one is struggling, but the <laughs> others are... You must be talking to them more now that you're you know, not as distracted. And <laughs> I don't have another job. You yourself, you look very fresh. Do I think it's the, I really do think it's the computer. I think it's doing a nice job. It's the lighting in here. It's something. It's my buddy. Jim, it's the weight off your shoulders. It's <laughs> the stress level. You look like you just got out of the bath. I feel like I, it's just the right time of afternoon where the, the sun hits right here. My buddy Steve at work used to be like, you have like a squad that comes in there and does your lighting for our Zooms? <laughs> and it's just that it's this afternoon glow. It's just the feel around here. Everybody yeah, except for this you, plant uh, behind me feels it. I appreciate you getting me uh, in. I know you've uh, fallen back into your soaps now that you're home during the day. And <laughs> Big all my children guy here. Big fan. So it's good to see what's happening with Luke and Laura. Are they still on there? I don't know. Who knows? I myself, I'm just, I'm just trying to get my footing, Jim. I'm back from spring break. Oh, man. Dude, so nice. It was uh, kind of reminded me of the uh, spring break, Jenny McCarthy, and uh, what was this, Chris Hardwick? Yeah, yeah. A little singled like, out. Yeah, singled out, kind of like that vibe, except we were just home and uh, it rained. <laughs> Went to Milwaukee. Eric Nice couldn't even grind. The weather was so bad. There were no platforms to dance on. <laughs> And I had to have, I tried, I had to keep my shirt on. Although Did you just I, start every morning just by playing the thong song? Just like you were just acting like you were on spring break in the nineties. Dude, I went to the grocery store and I ran into like two people that obviously just got back from Florida. You ever like when you are, when you live in an Irish Catholic dominated yeah. area, there's a yeah. lot of sun sunburn early in the, and the people that get to it before you, there are people that yeah. get to it. Their first burn it's coming. Some people get it it's in April. Quite. They drive down to, they drive 15 hours to get it. <laughs> Especially during spring break, right? This is when just like people peeling at the deli, they're just not used to it yet. You know, it's like your, your skin's falling off. How was Daytona? I know. And you're, you're jealous, right? Because we didn't go anywhere. But then when you see people, it is fun to see people that are sunburned, but then they're back in winter clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it was snowing. That's the crazy part. It was snowing last week at the same time as spring break. Yeah, it snowed. A lot of, a lot of weather patterns last week. But there's nothing wrong with, with our climate. Carry on. Chin up. <laughs> I can't say anything. I was zipping around in my SUV, went up to, uh, did get up to Milwaukee, had a gig up there um, for a dental group, dental oh, community. Yeah. It was, it was great, man. They were raising money. They had the, uh, like, if you $500, you can get a kid a cleaning, get a, you know, you'll get, have a cavity fill. But you guys had to be like thousand dollars. We're going to put a gold cap. We're going to cap one of it. <laughs> Who wants to kick in for a grill? If you give $1,200 a grill customized, but the people in Milwaukee, dude, great, great laughers. Wisconsin, we've said it before on here, Jim. Good comedy Incredible crowds. people, man. Just the best people. Couldn't agree more. I was up in the Dells on Thursday. I think the same day you were in Milwaukee. We were attacking Wisconsin from both sides. I was at the, uh, the beautiful Crystal Grand Theater. Oh, beautiful, dude. Really they, nice. Is that how they, they must spell theater with the R-E. They, do, they spell it with the E-R. I added that for them. They're welcome. Um, they, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but I posted a sign they had out front. It was uh, upcoming acts. It was uh, Jim Flanagan, uh, May 12th, Amy Grant, and then in November, Puddle of Mud. So <laughs> they're at the point where they're just taking anybody, really. It's, just, it's great. There's no rhyme or reason. I'm going to start going by Puddle of Comedy. Puddle of mud. Puddle of mud. You remember them? Yes. What I was do. their big jam? She she fucking hates me. I believe was the their big hit. Yeah, they weren't really that happy, were they? <laughs> Puddle what of mud. That? Bit of a downer. And what was your first? What was your wedding song? What was your first dance? Well, we, well, first, my I, I 
my fa- my dad and I did a puddle of mud. We were we went out to puddle of mud. Hey, what what do you guys want to name us? We did we did she fucking hates me and we dedicated it to mom. It was beautiful. It was a lovely daddy daughter first dance. Maybe if people picture diarrhea when they say our name, that would be great. We'll probably go far. That's awesome. Dude, I was uh dealing with a puddle of mud on opening day for baseball, Elliot's league. They had the, the big opener. So we were at, uh, at Beverly park and the feet, the, the fields were not ready, Jim. Really? So we were, as you know, I'm picking up Elliot and then the dads are out there and they're all active and participating. And I'm like, I got to dive in here and help out. I pick up a rake, <laughs> get some blisters. I got that. Some people are blistering in the neighborhood from sun, premature sun. I was from, I got from a rake. You're a hard work guy. You're out there. Your fingers are blistering. Good for you. Jim, the, uh, the only thing I grip these days is a microphone. So I'm, there not, you go. I'm not known for my labor. <laughs> I got soft hands. I gotta, I have to admit that I'm not really out in the yard doing stuff anymore. I'm not calloused up. Used to be. So I know the work. I know how to handle the rake. Sure. I got out there. Sure. I can, I get, but I did, you know, I did blister up. I'm like, oh man, I am a, I am, bl- <laughs> I put on dress shoes now and I blister up. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> I'm becoming very soft. I did a one day convention in April. And at the end of it, I was just like, I wore shoes for seven hours. What's wrong with my feet? Like what? That used to be, you know, used to be out there for six, seven days in a row with these things. The calluses were worn into the bottom of your feet, but you know, these conventions. They have the shittiest right. carpeting possible. The callousing is, is built over time. And then two years of being soft, it changed everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, some of these guys out there were twirling these rakes, just spinning them around. The, <laughs> and they were... Uh, meanwhile, it was meanwhile you were picking it up, trying to do stand-up into it. <laughs> Everybody came together, got the field ready for the, for the, for the Celtics, picked up their, their first win. Yeah, it was, um, that was the week, man. We were just kind of close to home and did get up to Milwaukee. I know you were in Wisconsin. Uh, how was the show there? Was it a, a theater kind of vibe? It was. So we were actually, it's the Crystal Grand Music Theater, but it was actually like a small room off to the side. So I made fun of that a lot. Because it was like a huge, we walk in and it's probably, you know, a 1200 seat venue. And I was like, oh, you've got the wrong guy. Something happened here, you know? And they're like, We're, we got a little room over here off to the side for like 150 people. I was like, oh, thank God. So I, uh, I just kept making fun of that the whole time, talking about how I play adjacent to the largest venues. And Con- last week I was at Carnegie Hallway, just kind of right outside of the main venue, just <laughs> playing in the, in the aisle way. Uh, but it was great. The people were awesome. So shout out to any new brims who came from that. Um, I was in Traverse City to start the week. That, that was everything I thought it would be. Whew. I love Traverse City. It's a hike, though, man. That is a drive, dude. Yeah, that is. Uh, and a lot of two-lane stuff. There's Once you get north of where Grand Rapids, it's kind of like, bye, major highways. That's... We're just going through the Redwoods at one point. There's some uh, significant forests up there, Jim. There's a lot did of Sequoia. Did you notice the forest as you drove through them? I did. And then uh, a couple of highways were shut down. So it was extra back roads. That's a key. Cause I'm a big fan of making up time. You know what I mean? Like if it says you'll get there at seven, I'm like, Oh cool. I'll get there at six 45 with my driving. And when you're on those two lane roads, man, you cannot, there's nothing you can do. I have done that drive probably three times and it is no joke. You got to be prepared for it. You don't want to be getting up there. You don't want to be running late. But dude, oh, they had a lot that. of uh, you know, you get behind a log truck up there. It's unbelievable. They're 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 shifting a lot of logs around them. Like the <laughs> there's a, some sort of scam going on up there with logs. It was like ducks on the road that we had to stop for, and it's like okay, I get it. But how they even how they get to the point where they were that close, where <laughs> where someone had to put their brakes on? How did how did we get there where ducks are controlling? the traffic patterns for the entire Northern portion of the state. Yeah. Some parts of the uh, country are not run by humans and you were in one of them. <laughs> Agreed. A lot of ducks and trees and 
Dude, I went to you go through Peshtigo on the way up there. Did you see? Do you notice that town? You know that story? Peshtigo? I did not. I, I, it was very roundabout way because of the construction. Tell me about Peshtigo. Dude, that's the uh, same day as the Chicago fire. They had a worse fire. Like killed like really? tons of people. Walco told me about it. Tim Walco, who I quoted just the other day. But as I was you talking today. about going, Yeah, today, going to Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tulsa is a slut backwards. I got a lot of them. Coca-Cola is a locker cock. Same. I love it. I did not know that about Peshtigo. Yeah, it's an insane story. I didn't know about it either. But let's not get sidetracked. Do they feel like they could have been Chicago, though? Had things not, you know, transpired the, the way they did? Could they be? Could be like Peshtigo deep dish? Yeah, they would have been the... Uh... No, they had no shot at that, Jim. They was... The Peshtigo Bulls? <laughs> Could have been. Yeah, I learned this. I learned this. Um, The is there a yeah? There's a truck going backwards outside. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is it is it doing it for as long as humanly possible? Is it just doing laps? You were in Traverse City. I'm in Reverse City. There you go. I learned this about Traverse City, Patrick. The Traverse City uh, Cherry Festival, which we uh, spoke about last time. I learned this. It's all bullshit. The the cherries harvest later in the year than when the festival occurs. What? So, yeah. So they're not even getting to use all Traverse City cherries. It's like they're being imported and this is being hidden from us. This is an expose at this point. This is like hearing like Oktoberfest in Germany is in September. <laughs> this is a major disappointment. They were Are like, yeah, saying? there are trucks from California the whole time, dropping them off and no one pays attention. So do they reference it while you're up there? Like all the locals, who spoiled that for you? Uh, one of the bartenders at the venue was like, I bet you don't know this about us. And I'm like, well, I didn't, but I'm pretty late. And I could use a few minutes. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I made a, I just, you know, made fun of them for it. And I was just about to hold things bullshit. That's the pits. That, that whole story was terrible. And that was almost good enough to save it. Well done. That was very good on your part. <laughs> you ever bite into one and get a pit? Uh, I you have. Realize, you realize where that saying comes from. That's <laughs> exactly what this is. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about armpits. No, it's about biting into fruit. They both stink. That's the point. So while you're on spring break, Patrick, it was a uh, big week here on planet Earth last week. We missed Earth Day. It was the uh, the 22nd. Did you did you do anything to celebrate? Did you? Uh, is that when you raked? Did you rake on uh, on Saturday? You know, I didn't really do a huge thing for Earth Day. I was uh, was it? It was Saturday. It's the 22nd, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. I was raking on Earth Day. Oh, Jim, thank you for pointing that out. Look at you. I was connecting. What a steward of the earth. Good for you. Well done. I I, I tilled some soil. Yeah, you did. I scratched Earth's head, gave it a little, hey, (laughs) you're doing great. Back scratch. Come here, you. Hey, thanks, Earth. You are. (laughs) Let me flip this over. A little dry here. Ooh, a little wet. Oh, look at this. I got a puddle of mud. This reminds me of the, the Crystal Palace Theater. Welcome to the Crystal Palace Theater, home of the largest collection of reflective glass in Northern Wisconsin. Now, please welcome, Paula of Mud. I hate everything. She hates me. Thank you, Wisconsin. Man, those people were so angry. There's no room for that anymore. Now, we need, posi- now we need positivity. We do. I heard a great positive song the other day that I had never even registered in my world before. You ever hear Ain't It Fun by Paramore? No. Fun. Dude, you have heard it, but you did it. You haven't heard it. You've heard it, I'm but you sure haven't heard true. it. You're about to hear it again. Check it out. Throw it on the playlist. Don't go crying to your mama. <laughs> and what's it called? Um, Ain't It Fun. By All right. I shall check it out. It'll put you in a good mood. But Jim, um, we are bouncing around. This is what we do. But I did think of you, uh, tracing back to Milwaukee, I Stopped at Mars Cheese Castle. Did you really? Dude, I did not go over a <laughs> jar of honey and you're in your <laughs> I bumped Elliot. I, bu- I was like, Elliot, bump into that display of honey in honor of Jim. See if we can take the whole thing down. He's like, what? 
he wasn't paying attention. By the time, by the time I told him Luke had already knocked it with a hockey stick, poured it all over. No, we stopped there, dude. That's awesome. my, kids, my kids were not even that annoyed. I used to be so annoyed when we'd pull, pull in there, like finally going home, you know, and then your parents just, pull in there. Anytime a trip was, my parents were the best at delaying getting home. Like, let's go. Why don't we stop here? This, oh, an Amish town. Oh, pull over, Pat. Let's sit, let's see if they have a, a restaurant. We can stand and wait for a table for 45 minutes before we go home tonight. Do we lose an hour? Gain an hour? What are we doing? Let's stop here. Oh, look, an outlet mall. Oh, come on. You need shoes, don't you? Don't you need shoes? Dude, remember buying shoes, Jim? The, uh, this should be a Brimley quiz. What's the name of the... How do you measure the foot? What's the name of the, the tool? The Brackman device. Why can't I think of it right now? What's the dude's name? Brimley's. Check, take, take out your notes. I don't remember what it was. Who cares, Jim? I love that the kids didn't mind it there, though. It's a different vibe than like most of your adult-only tourist traps. I feel like there's enough free cheese and, 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 and castle stuff where like, you know, they've got to love it for like 20 minutes. Yeah. The samples are legit there. They have so much space in that store, but they don't have like, it's like they have a lot of open space. Right. Yeah. That they do. And then they sell this random stuff. I love They're Like, Hey, we got every cheese here or <laughs> you want a, a license plate with your name on it. Magnet. There was like a, uh, it was a full bar when we were there where everyone was watching the football game. I mean, it is a community and I don't care for it. I don't think that <laughs> many people, it's just a weird place to, because that means people are making a destination. It's not just the travel through. That's strange to me. It's like, you want to go to the cheese castle and watch the game? <laughs> I During halftime, we'll walk around and get some curds. I was thinking it's got to be one of the most engaged areas between cities for a drive. The drive from Chicago to Milwaukee, you're yeah. very, you're not ever like in the middle of nowhere, right? You're, it's so, suburbs of Chicago, Gurney, Great America, yeah, ra- racing, Mall. Kenosha, racing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's constant. I love There's to something. see that, like between Chicago and Indianapolis, nada, not a lot, and that's a hike. This is ninety minutes of billboards pointing you in, you know, what do you, what do you need? It's right over the border for you. You drive to Indianapolis. You're like, Oh, this is why your taxes are so cheap. You guys have a gangway to <laughs> Indianapolis. Just drive here on this path. It's like a golf cart path, 65 South. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. So anyway, that's the, uh, that was a week. We got some cheese there. I got some, a Kringle. I'm very into pastries right now, Jim. Pour some out for Dinkles. They're closing a major bakery in Chicago. What? 100, 100 plus years. Dinkles, hate to see it. I miss bakeries. Did you have a bakery growing up? We, used, we had a Hunsinger's bakery, like a German old school. Go in, pull a number. They had the string. They string the box. That's awesome. We did not. We had John's Donuts. We had a, we had a donut place only. It wasn't a full bakery. It was the best though. And it was, you'd sit there and go, that's what I want to do when I grow up. They close at like noon every day and you you're surrounded by donuts. This is yeah. the greatest. Like I want to be John. John is the coolest guy in the world. We didn't have like a full fledged bakery though. We have Wolf's. In, uh-huh. uh, have you seen that one on uh, I have. 95th street? Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been going there. I went there uh, like twice in the last week. They've been there since like 1938, but you go in, they got the freshest stuff and, just the smell of those places. And that's the thing. Like I had jokes with me and she was like, God, I love this. She's like, I always think of candles when I smell something like there should be a bakery candle and a, she said, she goes, (laughs) she goes, and a hardware store candle, (laughs) which is so true. What is that smell in the hardware store? Sawdust. Yeah. Is it? It's a fertilizer? Sawdust? I think it's like, yeah, it's like the, it's the wood scrapings, right? That is so true. You're going to introduce her to Yankee Candle one day and blow her mind. She's going to be I'm on to you. I've been thinking the same way. Are you into uh, scented candles? Do you have one in the home, Jim? I have got several. Yeah. 
I don't use them when it's just me because, you know, I created most of what's here and I should probably know what those odors are. But when people are over, <laughs> yeah, I'll use the. I should be aware of them. <laughs> but when people are over, absolutely. What's your Do go-to? You? Like, what's your... Yeah, we have some in the house, but I don't light them and I, I don't purchase them, but they're in the Sarah's. I know I'm, I'm not, yeah. I don't like, I don't like candles really. We're really we're, we're like a no fire family. My dad was not, my dad was like, you know, he bought the ladder to throw out the window, <laughs> put it in the middle Smart. of the hallway where, you know, you weren't supposed to open doors. Like no one could get to it. <laughs> Would you guys do like fire drills as a family? Did you know your route? No, we never did fire drills. But I, I thought about it. Yeah. And I had like the, the lowest drop. I had like a pit. Between our homes growing up, we had a, okay. a pit. It was like a selling feature of the home, I guess, back in the day. Like dug out the basement level. Uh-huh. And I was, my room was over. I would have had a, did you have a thing? Did you have a, an escape route planned? No, we did not. I always just assumed I'm on second floor. And if anything happens, I'm going out that window and just hoping I break less. That, you know what I mean? Than, than what the fire would have done to me, you know, like lesser of two evils type of thing. But I remember being in school and then being like, now every home should have a fire safety plan and being like, dad, do we have a plan? And he's like, yeah, get out. If there's a fire, leave. Don't stick around to make sure that number steps one and two have been accomplished. Right. If you see anyone else, wake them up and get them out. Your pet is not a person. Your things don't matter. Yeah, I've just had those uh, conversations actually come up because they're going over that at school, the fire safety. And Joe says like, you know, what are we doing? What's our plan? Do our smoke alarms work? It's like, you want to make fun of it, but yeah, yeah, it is something. Hey, thanks for reminding me, actually. (laughs) Get some nine volts. Well, and as a kid, it's like, oh yeah, I'm sure mom and dad have this covered. Of course they do. They're responsible grownups. And as an adult and someone asks you and you're like, ah, yikes. I never really thought about what would happen. Oh yeah. I, I remember calling my dad out on the, like you have the, the fire ladder in the, in the closet, uh, in the middle of the, all the rooms. We're not going to be able to get to it. Who's who gets the ladder? Like, shouldn't it be under a bed somewhere? <laughs> Meanwhile, I turn off the smoke detector to make pizza, which might be, which might be part of the problem. I mean, that is terrifying. So it's like, you don't even want to think about that, but yeah, you got to have a, you do have to have a, a plan. Absolutely. Do a drill. Drills probably are, you know, can you imagine that being that family? I would love to see him again. Family fire drill. Dude, remember drills at school it, when I was in like eighth grade, I was uh, the, the janitor pulled me out of the class was like, you're going to uh, run the drill, pull the fire alarm with me. What? So I would know about them before they were. I pass that information to like Bobby, like, dude, <laughs> one o'clock today, fire drill. <laughs> so we would go down. He like, hey, there's a key. And then he'd be like, you know, when, when, the, when the, we had it all timed out. He's like, when it hits one minute from now, watch the clock one minute from now, hit the key. And because he had to go to a different lockbox and they'd go off. Sometimes they were announced, but some uh, of the fire drills in school were yours announced or were they just boom? I don't a lot know. of them were not announced. So you, you didn't know because I mean, it's one of three options, right? It's either a fire drill or there's yeah. the fire we're unaware of or someone pulled the fire alarm. So the whole time we're outside, it's speculation at that point. You know, you're like waiting to see if someone doesn't quite make it out there. You know, because there, there was a time where a kid pulled the fire alarm and we we're all like trying to figure out which class he was from. Oh yeah. Did the ink fly out or did the, what's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like invisible ink, right. That would be on your hands. So they had the fire department come in and I remember they lined us all up to do that. And I don't even know if it was bullshit at this point. I don't know, but like, they were like, all right, we're going to line everybody up unless someone admits it. And they had like their black light. And then eventually it was like, okay, we found the person. We're good. Come on. That yeah, has no. to be made up. It, it, it might be now that it, it, grown up Jim sees the, the flaw in this eight-year-old Jim was like, we're all going to, I hope I don't have anything fluorescent on my hands, but how would I know? I've never seen a black light before. Yeah. Can you imagine if that really did happen? Yeah. They're going through. That's interesting. I don't know. I've never thought about it again until right now. And now I'm questioning everything. Well, now these kids have to do like the active shooter drills, which I is, imagine. I mean, can you believe that? 
I can't. They, do they still even do tornadoes? I don't know. I don't know that they're. I don't know what they call them. I think they just call them lockdown drills. I don't okay. Think like, they don't. But they, uh, you know, trying to explain that because that actually came up. I was telling the kids about the the fire drill stuff because they had one. I see them come out of the school. It's right across the street. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you guys had a fire drill today. You know, whenever we were talking about this, and then you know, and they were talking about the other drills they do. I'm like, oh, we didn't do that one. <laughs> we did not do that one. But they had used to, like, our parents did the under the desk nuclear drills. We didn't really do those. I didn't even think about that, of course. We got rusty. We're rusty on the nuclear drills. We got to. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, where's the bunker? Do they, um, do they still do tornado drills or have those been like usurped by the lockdown drills? Do they no longer need those? I think they still do tornado drills too. Okay. That was always a big, you got to like line up in front of certain lockers now the whole school is in the hallway head between their legs all just talking shit to each other right just yelling at each other in the hallway i always took them seriously i was always like this could happen dude let's well clearly that's why you were the teacher's pet that's why you're monitor pat you've been ready for the exit row your whole life when they're like are you available and ready to help us if anything happens on this plane? Are you like, actually, yeah, one time in, when I was in grade school, I was the, I was the fire drill monitor, so I'm ready. You tell them. <laughs> I've been practicing a long time. Am I ready? Ask Rich Benoit, who asked me in 1989 to head the fire drill evacuation program at St. Cajun Grammar School. I'm ready. I'm ready. Dude, when people ask me the exit row, I always say, you know, they're like, you want to help with the exit row? I'm always like, just give me that chance. Just give me just dying to. And they're like, we, we just need a yes or a no, sir. <laughs> always make some people next to you a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I've already been spotting some people who we might have trouble with on the flight. I am ready for this opportunity. I mean, think about who you are sitting next to. I was at the airport just the other day and the guy I sat next to, then we go get off. Then we're in the bathroom. Oh, there's a guy I sat next to. Hey, Oh, there he goes. Okay. You're not washing your hands. All right. <laughs> Bye. That's a, that's who I sat next to. You almost had to save lives with that person. It's like they said masks off. Doesn't mean you just nothing. <laughs> just, just all rules are off. I mean, that's who you're dealing with. Can't even wash your fucking hands. <laughs> Could you imagine if you had known that and then had to evacuate a plane with that person? And he's like grabbing people's hands on the way down. And you're like, no, not don't come over this side. This side's better. Don't go to his side. Like I'm washing my hands. I have a blister. It's sore. <laughs> it hurts. Look at it, Jim. One here and one here. Look at you. You've been preparing for the opportunity. I'm so sorry, buddy. I'm proud of you doing that on Earth Day, though. That's very, I, I think that's a, it's a nice thing to do is to get blistered up on Earth Day. I feel like we don't treat Earth Day with a lot of respect. Isn't that? Because, like, within the same week of Earth Day, it's not even the coolest thing that comes from the Earth that has a day, right? Like, it's two days after 420. <laughs> like, no one who loves the Earth is still paying attention to the Earth on the 22nd. True. Yeah, Earth Day does hit that demo, too. Like, those are the people that... It seems to be coming more mainstream, though. Like, can you imagine, like, uh, how we responded to it back in the day? We used to really laugh about Earth Day. Like, what? Meanwhile, yeah, we don't have that. Where's that connection to the to the planet? Seems like other cultures have it. We're just like, eh, Earth Day? Right. What, what, what is that? <laughs> oh, thanks, Earth. Remember that? Calling people tree huggers? You don't hear Do you still hear that as much? Not that the same way. Not no. the same way. A, it used to be, yeah. Oh, total tree hugger. Well, tell me more about that. What do you mean? Well, they like, they like Earth. What? Yeah, they're like, you're, like you're supposed to bulldoze a tree and they don't want you to so they hug the tree so you can't bulldoze it. Those people suck. <laughs> you know how we like asphalt? You know how we love pavement and buildings and malls and destruction of natural resources? They don't. They were like in the, the environment. These people I mean, that was go the, outside. That was the mentality. You recycle. Oh, you, oh, you recycle. Hey, Captain Planet over here. Captain Planet. Mm -hmm. Look at them. Look at the bottom. It's a number five plastic. Look at you doing your part. Nerd. 
<laughs> yeah. Who's the, uh, who's the uh, guy in the woods? Smokey bear. Or... Smokey the bear. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. That's it. Just make fun of that. Yeah. I think wow. that it's weird that like we would have like a four day weekend for Casimir Pulaski, which most people never knew what he did. But <laughs> and every drinking holiday under the sun, we're like, we're on board for it. But Earth Day, we're like, who gives a shit? <laughs> what does Earth do for us? Exactly. Oh, that's funny, dude. Yeah, Earth Day should be um when did Earth Day become a thing? Do you have any I have uh, no idea background on it? You're you're fighting for it so hard here. What do you know about Earth Day? Let's go. Really let's let's let's, let's pitch it. Why do they have it on a Saturday? That seems like a. Um... I think it's always the twenty second is the thing, and it's uh, it started in nineteen seventy. So now we, I mean, it's though it's the it's that era that began it as well. All right, uh, Earth Day uh, started April twenty second of nineteen seventy was the first one. So it's fifty one years old. It's pretty new for Earth. And when you say that it became a day, what makes it a day? Like, so Congress like passed in the seventies, like a resolution that said that we're going to have this day to recognize earth. I think so. And I think it all kind of started with like, cause back in the day, Mike Toomey actually, and I talked about this recently, you'll meet him one day. He's a great comic and, and he's got a new bit where he kind of like, um, kind of talks about the fact that like they had to do something with recycling and all because people were just throwing shit everywhere. Like, do you remember the, like the, uh, the commercials and everything? It would be like, you know, please keep the land beautiful. I think it all kind of related to that because we just didn't care. We were just, uh, there's a great scene in Mad Men early on in, uh, the, the Draper families on a picnic and they just take the blanket and just, whoosh, just <laughs> when they're done eating and it's just all the trash just gone, just, and they walk away, just pack it up and go, where does that come from? That's awesome. I have no idea, but that's, I mean, that's just the way it was, right? People I, would just throw shit out on the highway, you know, just like throw it out the window. But it was like always their drinking water. Like did it like always their land, like the, the, looking back, like, I don't know, like, are we that much smarter now that we just realize, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have the uh, pollute the water stream. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> dump our toilets into where we drink out of. I think I guess some of it was unavoidable, but you know, also like the pollution stuff. That's what I did for Earth Day, Jim. I watched a Frontline. I saw a thing, and they've released it. I think because of Earth Day, had a boy on big oil and the whole counter argument to doubting climate change. Uh huh. Was just invented by the PR firms and big oil, and you know, yeah. They were just made it up. There's a lot of money out there doing a lot of advertising. Yeah. And discrediting people. And it continues today, Jim, but no. not here on the straightest, dopest podcast of all. That's all we give them. But we're not going to linger. I want to tease something. Dude, I want to get this on your radar, too. This uh, documentary I saw on Netflix about Abercrombie and Fiatch. <laughs> You remember and I'm sorry, can you say the, the name of it again? It cut out for a moment. I couldn't hear. Oh, I was uh Abercrombie and Fiatch. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch. You remember ANF? I do. I could smell the woods right now. Man, that was my jam. I did get woods. That was the yeah. only thing I could buy at Abercrombie and Fitch was the was the woods. Just spray it on me. You never got the I had a uh, a red and white checker, dude. I was known for the shirt. Did you have like the shirt? No. Like my buddy had a um, <laughs> my buddy had a sweater. We call it his hookup sweater. Like anytime he wore that sweater, it was like, oh, dude, he's Getting like it. he's bringing his best. And <laughs> uh -huh. I, my my best was my Abercrombie. It was tablecloth shirt, red and white. And it was known as the tablecloth shirt. Like, dude, table, I'm bringing out the tablecloth. And that was, um, you know, I could afford like one shirt from Abercrombie. And I was proud to have it, dude. And you wore it I was, everywhere. I made sure it was, it was ready to go for Fridays and Saturdays. And I never took that thing out on a Monday or a Tuesday. <laughs> uh -uh. No, 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 no. Didn't you have that in your repertoire? No. You got to remember, dude, like Abercrombie and Fitch made everything up until like a medium. And that was it. 
Like they were not, <laughs> no, they were everything. They were like the first to do like the really tight fit, you know? Like I worked with a guy years late in my early twenties. I worked with a guy whose job was before that, before he came to work with us, was being the shirtless guy out in front of Abercrombie. Oh, like by nice. the time, by the time it got to like my age group, it was only like the hottest of the hot. You know, like that was the, that's all they were going for. They literally had just a muscle dude standing out front, not letting. It was just a very weird vibe, for like a clothing store. Because when you know, when I was a little bit younger it was like very approachable. And then it became like, you only wear Abercrombie and Fitch or you're not one of those people. Yeah. I don't think I was part, like, I think I tapped out before I really got hyper into that. Um, I feel like that's where like the four year difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it was right in that time frame Cause like as, when I was younger, it was like, Oh, it's just a normal store that people go to. And then by I the was time more, I hit high school, it was like, yeah, for the the one reference, I was more saying like, didn't you have that thing that you had your you had your Friday and Saturday night gear? You oh, had your for sure, like the one nice shirt yeah. you could buy. It just wasn't that shirt from there. I got right. You, but you had like your go to, but certainly the uh, well, then the, the the evolution into Hollister. I remember, you know, just feeling obligated to check the store out because of uh, you know the allure. It was like. What the who the fuck are these people? They got like awnings outside. They got in a mall. Like, it's like, you know, couldn't see in there. I love that. No. It's always like it looks like a, it's like blacked out windows or the, the shutters are going the wrong. Like how did what's yeah. going? Then you go in there and just, dude, I always hated how loud those places when they became like clubby. Like, get me out of here. Get yeah. me out of here. I want to yeah. punch everyone here. But anyway, they have a documentary on the whole that brand. It's it's specifically about Abercrombie and Fitch, and I love it. The legal stuff they got into, but really. You got, you got to check it out. That, that uh, there's some great references in there, like Nautica. I'm sure you rocked some Nautica gym back in the so day. So much or, Nautica. Any Tommy? Were you wearing? Oh yeah, I'd rock Tommy. Absolutely. And for whatever reason, I wanted everyone to know it. Like I would buy the shirt that said like Tommy in the largest lettering I could possibly find. It was like, they're not just going to know it's Tommy. I got to tell them it's Tommy. And Tommy's like, yeah, I'll tell them. I'll tell them it's me. If that's what you want. I, I can, I can use letterman letters across the front of your shirt. If that's what you want. No problem at all. Um, that's yeah. But I remember just like going to the mall. See, that's where I think you like, Probably just picturing, right when you were. picturing you, you introducing yourself as Jim. <laughs> but your shirt says otherwise. <laughs> oh, the shirt's Tommy. I'm Jim. These are my pants, Stan. What? Um, I just remember like being in the mall, and you're right. They'd be right across from each other at our local mall, right? They were the Hollister and Abercrombie were right across from each other, and one was like a beach house with no windows on it that like you have to like you know knock on the door to get in. And then the other one, there's just a shirtless guy with sunglasses on, just standing in front of it, like next to Auntie Ants. You know, it's like, what are we, we're in a mall. What are we doing here? Right. And they would, it was just like, a, like Greek row at a college. Be like the frat houses right next to each other. It really was. And I would be, uh, you know, I would go into American Eagle, you know, some of those stores. Yeah, yeah. But this is, again, I'm, this is, uh, this is, you know, I'm older than you. This is when you were at Jim Barry, you know, <laughs> getting, your, getting, getting yourself some uh, Oshkosh Bagash. <laughs> I, would, I would love this podcast if I was 12 and you were eight, or if you were, what is the age difference? I think it's four years, right? Four, almost five. If I was 11 and you were five, like, <laughs> like y'all, why? Well, you don't really get what I'm talking about, Jim. You've never been to a sleepover. <laughs> my boys are talking about sleepovers. Right? You go to school like, all day? My boys are targeting sleepovers like losing their virginity. I was, I heard Luke the other day. He's like, I want uh, my first sleepover. I want, I want to have Colin over my first sleepover. <laughs> okay. Who are you going to have your sleepover? You guys are picturing it. <laughs> We're going to play games. It'll be Just pretty cool. Going to bed at night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Colin was on the floor right now. There's other people me. here. <laughs> it's so great. I will definitely check that out. I'll report back next week. I'm I very interested in the, 
the fall of Abercrombie. You never forget your first. Yeah, the fall of Abercrombie. Check it out. Very interesting. It's uh, homework for Brimley's. That and finding out the name of that scale. We got to have that by the end of the episode. What is the name of that foot measuring scale? I can't think of the dude's name. Uh, I did start winning time. It's fantastic, but I keep like stopping to Google like what people think about it. Have you have you gone down these rabbit holes yet? Well, I just the Jerry West thing came across, you know, Twitter. I didn't really. Yeah, it just. But I was assuming that it was very exaggerated. I still just enjoy the character. And dude, I love that actor. That's a, that dude's Australian. Yeah. He's in, uh, do you ever watch Brotherhood on Showtime? That's an old good one. It's kind of like Lucy no. based, based on Whitey O'Day, like that story. But oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Rhode Island. Okay. Then he was in that Chicago show where he was like the cop in Chicago, Chicago Code that I oh, liked. Yeah. I liked that show, but gone after one, one year. Um, but I like that dude. Such a funny character. But Jerry West was all pissed off about it, right? Yeah, uh, Kareem has spoken out, and so has Magic Johnson on it. That they're just like they've very much taken a side of Jerry West on this. So Magic came out about Magic or about Jerry West? About Jerry. Magic and Kareem were both just like Garcia. Kanye is a great human being. He taught us how to be better basketball players. He taught us how to be better men. <laughs> Like he very, like they very much went into, you know, on his side of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just taking it as yeah. some of it is true and some of it is not um, the magic character. That actor is, he's great. I mean, some of his mannerisms is so magic. Yeah. Like it's um, the references. I mean, it's, dude, it's just right up my alley. I'm loving it. The cast yeah. is unbelievable too. Adrian Brody, you got, um, Struthers, Struthers, Strawberry, Sally Daryl. <laughs> what? What? Fields? Strawberry Fields. I was going for. Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strawberry, Mar- Strawberry. I didn't Struthers really Marshall. I <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. So I just did watch the first episode. It was awesome. I'm not as deep into it yet, but I will get there. I loved it. And John C. Riley is a South Sider, Brother Rice graduate is he really yeah he's he's great in that and I, and I heard that that's the downfall of the uh will ferrell adam mckay relationship huh will ferrell wanted that role and apparently to uh john c Riley's so good man that yeah i'm really enjoying that show dude i well, heard like, some people were a little ticked off about the depiction of larry bird i haven't gotten there yet really is it bad i haven't gotten there yet either i i'm like two uh, episodes back but uh Catching up on it, you know, being home this week, I wasn't really watching. Uh, but you know, when I start traveling, that's when I dig into it. Some yeah, yeah. So what do you winning time? You've had all this family time, and now you have a hotel to yourself again. Is it just nice to have space? Yeah, it's like you know, I'm just catching up on uh, you know work, getting stuff done. I love it. How about you, buddy? What, what's going on with you? You know, Pat, we were talking about plays a couple of weeks ago and you went and saw Josephine's play and I got to go see my niece's first play over the weekend. Nice. Exciting. Yeah. I know we talked a little bit about it. Her character was uh, uh, someone who just ran off the stage and vomited uh, uh, at, at different things. She was very nervous. It was it was very funny. It was a Friday, Saturday. Right. So I went on I went on Saturday, you know, for the for the matinee show. I didn't go on Friday night. And she was like, yeah, I'm glad you were here today. I, I vomited a lot better today. You know, like yesterday, it was like opening night. I'm still a little bit nervous. So it was more like coughing, you know, and we had done a lot of rehearsals. So I had I had made that noise a lot. So like today I was I was much more prepared. I was much better. at it. And I just love that. I love that. Just like at a show, you know, we're like, oh, I was better yesterday. You know, like that, the, the artist in her. Uh, it's called uh, Annie Play Will Do. And so it's an original. Nope. It is not an original, but because they're children, it's like a mashup of plays. So it's like, uh, uh, the whole first half is, Hey, we've got this play coming up. Oh, wait, what do you mean? It's tomorrow, you know, and now we've got to get a play ready by tomorrow. And then the second half of the play is the play, but half of them think it's Annie and half of them think it's Annie Oakley. So all the kids, you know what I mean? Are like trying to like put this, mishmash of a play together in 24 hours 
it's funny. It's, it's, it's great. It does the job. It's a, it's an awesome storyline. It was very, very funny, but her whole thing was whenever they came out, she just had to, you know, her whole thing was she just run off the screen to go puke and she was judging her work, which I love. <laughs> well, don't spoil it, Jim. I mean, you just kind of ruined it. Now none of us are going to go to your it was niece's play. Me. Don't oh, worry. It, it was dude, a two day run. <laughs> I do love how she progressed at each performance as you need to do. Think about it. You get better, Make it better right? every time. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And what a great uncle you are. What does she, does she address you as uncle Jim? She does. I'm uncle Jimmy. Yeah. Uncle Jimmy. Yeah. Uncle Jimmy. Oh man. Did you, yeah. um, did, it you was bring fun. Her, did you bring her like a flowers or a gift or I brought flowers. We went and had ice cream afterwards, then went back and had uh, just hung out with the whole family at the house for a little bit. They're out in uh, Minooka, um, which is just in its own right, better or worse, so funny when you're seeing a grade school play because you're just like, oh, a lot of this would not fly where I live. Oh, really? Is that right? But for a grade school play, this seems a lot funnier. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. How many, um, how many kids are in it? Uh, probably like 15, something like that. Oh, that's outstanding that you went. Yeah, it was very fun. And then after we were, uh, we were, it was a very windy day, right? You were talking about your raking. It was a very windy day and I'm like driving her from place to place. And then we pull up at the school and like all the dads are helping move all the, the set back in. So I'm like, well, I got to go help now. Right. But no one knows who I am. I'm just this random, like, I'm not going to, you know, now I'm just this random guy who's just picking up stuff and moving it with them. And they're all like, okay, all right, this seems okay. But we're all like, it was incredibly windy. We're moving these huge, like, wooden set pieces. And we're all just struggling against the wind, you know, like pushing them in, like trying to get them out of the van into school. And then like this 12-year-old kid walks up and he's like, excuse me, misters, um, if you guys do those sideways, you won't have to deal with the wind anymore. And he was 100% right, but none of us wanted to let him know that. <laughs> These are like six by eight foot wood, you know, like it, it's the whole background. And we're not going to let him know that he's correct. So we're like, no, we got it. We got to just keep fighting him in. It was hell. Just like, we're just like, let the kid be right. Carrying a mattress in, the, in a it storm. It's like we're carrying a sail. It was just, we're like trying to move a sail and instead of folding it up, we're like, no, we're going to keep it open and do it. This is perfect in the wind. And then you can't acknowledge that the 12 year old has it figured out. He's so right. We eventually did on the next run. Was he in was the play? Like, yeah. Uh, he was the set guy. He like, I think that he was crew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. At I didn't 12. know that. I didn't know that. Like not everybody gets to be in the play. Some of them are in the crew. All right, like we that. had auditions, and uh, you're going to carry stuff and <laughs> not be on, allowed on stage. You evaluated all of your talent, and um, you're going to be behind the curtain. Congratulations. You made the basketball team as an audience member. So why don't you go ahead and sit out there in the crowd with your family? Hey, man, you can make a life behind the curtain. We all know that. That's a great <laughs> pass. We've talked about it on here, dude. I'm telling you, I'm on tour with these people. These guys are like, no, no one's coming up. No one's coming up the ropes, the ladder. No one's like wants to be uh, hanging screens at arenas, or maybe they don't even know it exists. But that's, that's a uh, kind of a cool lifestyle too. I mean, it, especially if you're like, I'm thinking like guys in their 20s. Like if, even if you like were taking gap years or figuring your stuff out before you went to college, get on with a tour. See the country, see the world, some of these places. Yeah, man. Being on these venues and arenas and then ditch out on that. They should change that. And they instead of making a life out of it, have it be something people do a for a two-year run. Yeah. Get out there. Imagine getting no contacts at like the largest arenas across the country, you know, and just meeting people everywhere. That's a great move. I love it. I mean, the stories that these guys tell, you know, everyone's been with like Barbara Streisand, Neil Diamond to Guns N' Roses, Michael Jackson. Kanye, like they go with everyone. That's every incredible. genre. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So anyway, what else did you have? You had the, uh, the, the nieces play anything else? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I was all over. Like I said, we I did Trevor city. I did the Dells. I was in uh, Downers Grove on Saturday. Shout out to any, uh, anyone who was at that show. We just did a little, uh, parish at oh. St. Mary of Gaston. St. Mary of what? 
Gostin. Oh, I don't know that one. G-O-S-T-Y-N. There's a lot of Marys out there. A lot of Marys out there. I'm sure she was very sweet. Being from Gostin. Where is Gostin? I have no idea. They're kind of assuming we know what that word is. You have to go to most of these schools to understand them, I think. To understand how the school is named. You have to get the education to know what they're talking about. (laughs) St. Mary of Gostin. She's a patron saint of breaking up. (laughs) I love it. All right, Jimmy. Well, hey, dude, great catching up. Moving forward, I think we're going to be in person. This might be the last virtual for a while. And I like that. Brims, how about this? We're going to be adding some video to these podcasts. We'll throw them up on YouTube. You can watch them. We're Love going to it. be clipping it up. I hope you're following us on Instagram. Are you? Are you? You better be. Our downloads are not matching up with the Instagram followers. Check us out on IG. We have an active account. Katie's doing a great job running that. And uh, we're going to be throwing some more content up there. So I definitely wanted to plug that. Also want to mention I'm going to be in Pittsburgh, May 12th to 15th. Jimmy. Yeah. We're going to be busy this summer. I got a lot of dates I'm going to be announcing soon. And um, would love to have you on as many of them as you would like to join. I know you're busy there with your plants and soaps and your new life glowing there. I'm excited to join you on the tour as much as possible. Absolutely. This Friday, uh, the 29th, I'm headlining Zanies in Chicago. Just throw one last plug for that. Get tickets now. We're going to sell it out. Uh, Eight o'clock show is going to sell out for sure. 10 o'clock show, we'll see what happens. It should be a lot of fun. So Friday, uh, April 29th, Zanies in Chicago. Dude, sell them out. Both. You will do it. That is awesome. That's great, Jimmy. Check them out. Chicago Zanies this Friday, the 29th, Jimmy. You got it. Have fun, man. And everyone else out there, if you didn't celebrate Earth Day, if you didn't care like as much as Jim did, maybe pick up a rake, scratch that back. It's a nice planet. Been working hard for you. Happy to be sharing it with you, Jimmy. We'll see you later, buddy. Fellow Earthling. Goodbye. Bye, Earthling.